1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from REMAX Prime Properties, Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. The big story in real estate this week, the Bank of Canada holds rates at 5%. And joining us is the Executive Vice President of Rocket Mortgage, Bekim Merdita. Bekim, welcome to the show. Yes, thanks for having me, Asif. Beckham, I think 90% of the world was anticipating this rate hold earlier this week. Tell us a little bit about uh, what that means for the consumer. I think it just means more of the same. I think uh, there's, there's a lot of eyes on what's going to happen next in the market right now, but I think this is an indication from the Bank of Canada that they feel like, at least in the short term, they've done enough. Uh, we have seen some recent unemployment data and a couple other items that suggest that things have cooled off a little bit. And I think it's going to be a wait-and-see approach as we approach the uh, deep fall winter season and those uh, further decisions that come from the Bank of Canada. So is that how you think the market will react, or rather consumers will react? It will be wait-and-see? I think so. I think it's wait-and-see for everybody right now. These things are obviously very hard to predict. There's a lot of smart folks at the Bank of Canada and a lot of smart economists that are making their predictions right now. But I think this was the expected outcome. And I think it played out as everyone expected it to. And um, I think for us, just like everyone else, it truly is wait and see. And usually inflation is a lagging indicator. So you know, the the sentiment out there is that inflation is going to start to come down and, and we may have had enough of these interest rate hikes. Do you anticipate that consumer activity will pick up? Are you seeing, uh, you know, more applications come through or, or anticipation of applications come through with the announcement of the rate hold? I would say that right now it's too early to tell. I think that, you know, the the most in tune clients out in the market were expecting this and have been acting accordingly the last couple of weeks. I think it'll take a few weeks of just watching how consumer sentiment plays out across the mortgage industry. But um, I would say that right now we're still in a very strong time for buyers and sellers. The market has remained decently hot through the spring and summer. And I think that the fall is really going to be a telling story. And that's where I think that the Bank of Canada lies on this. It's just saying, let's come back to this later on in the fall, the winter. Let's see how this plays out. Have we done enough? I don't know that they're sure. And I don't know that anybody else is sure right now either. And those consumers that perhaps are renewing a mortgage or require a mortgage, would you be advising them right now to lock one in, go variable? What would you be saying to them? I think that right now, it really depends on a client situation. I will say that our most common mortgage that we're issuing is, is of the shorter-term fixed range, so something like a two- or a three-year fix. And what that indicates is that folks believe that for what it is right now, the fixed rate is a decent bet. Variable may not go up a heck of a lot more, but they're not feeling great about 
taking that ride along uh, or gambling with that any further if they feel like that's a gamble and rates could go up. But the short-term fix, two and a three-year, and let's revisit it, you know, in a short two, three-year period where maybe some of the easing starts to take place once again and rates come back down, folks are really looking at trying to time that out right now and thinking that they can get to their next renewal date at a really good time when we enter a new market cycle. Certainly short-term is uh, what we've been recommending to tell our listeners a little bit about Rocket Mortgage and a little bit about the history of Rocket Mortgage and where you're taking the industry. Yeah, so Rocket Mortgage itself is uh, based out of the U.S., 37-year-old company started by our, our founder and chairman, Dan Gilbert, um, and it's grown to become the largest mortgage company in the United States. And in 2020, uh, we took the company abroad here to Canada uh, with a small startup team led by our president, Hash Abuhosin, and our uh, co-founder, Chad Weinbaum, and uh, myself and a few others basically kicked it off as a, as a small mortgage startup. And we've grown um, by many accounts and anything that we can find, we're the fastest growing mortgage startup in Canada. So we've been able to grow the business. Obviously, it's been, a, uh, it's been an interesting ride along the way. We launched March of 2020. Uh, we've worked through a global pandemic, and we like to joke that um, you don't know what a normal market looks like. Um, you know, people talk about unprecedented times. I, I don't know what precedented times look like in Canada yet. We've been going at this for going on four years now, and um, we've worked hard through it, but we've had a lot of fun as well. Do you think that this week's announcement, keeping the bank rate steady without an increase, will that still push some homeowners out of the market because they just can't afford it any longer and move them into the rental space? It's a great question. I think traditionally that would be the case, but the reality is the, the pass-through takes place in the rental market as well. So your homeowners, um, whether they're you know, living in the home themselves or they're renting the house out, the reality is the carrying costs of owning that home have gone up. So if you're uh, if you're an investor and you're paying more on your mortgage, you need to pass that cost on to the renter. And it's making rental costs a lot more expensive as well. I know we have rent controls that hold that down a little bit for the folks who are staying in these properties. But when these new properties become available and re-enter or enter for the first time the rental market, that's what is going to be the price going for the renter themselves. So I don't necessarily think that um, either renters and or um, homeowners are, are really benefiting from this either way. I think the people who were renters previously are more likely to stay renters. And I think that people who are current homeowners are more likely to hold on to what they have, a little less likely to venture out into an uncomfortable territory and enter new debts unless they have really positive returns on cash flow. And speaking of uncomfortable territories, uh, if you look back to when you guys first came to Canada four years ago and the, the mortgages mm-hmm. that were signed up back then at 2%, 1.7%, 2.3% in that range, and now those people are coming up for renewal, what's the level of confidence like amongst that group and how is that going to play out? I think this is, one of the biggest reasons why we actually wanted to become a lender. So I talked a little bit about our journey and we started out as a mortgage broker and 
that was good and well for you know, being able to help a lot of clients. There's a lot of great lenders in Canada. We work with different model lines, different banks. But at the end of the day, being able to manage that client's mortgage over their term to help them prepare for what's coming next was really, really important to us. So we actually launched our own lender um, in June, and that's a really important part of our journey. Any clients that we do a mortgage for, even as a mortgage broker, we're managing that mortgage and we're preparing them for what's to come. So there's a lot of misconception out there. People think because rates went from you know 2% to 6% and let's say that the rate tripled, that their payment's going to triple. And these are conversations that we have every day. People aren't really attuned to the math. So what we help them do is actually walk through what their payment looks like at different rate intervals while their term is ongoing to say, Here's when your renewal date's coming up. Here's what it would look like if you were to renew your mortgage with today's rates. Is that going to put you in an uncomfortable position? If so, we need to start having a conversation now for how we're going to plan for this. And we want to make sure that we are not just somebody who's giving them the first mortgage, but helping them understand what's going to happen with the very next mortgage as well and managing that relationship over the term. And that's one of our favorite things about being a lender, and I think it's why we'll continue to have a good place in this market. And I think all the best lenders are doing that for their clients right now. But Cam, I think you just piqued the interest of many of our listeners with that answer. If they want to get a hold of you and talk to you in detail about their situation or, or their mortgage needs, how do they get a hold of you? So a couple different ways. You can always go directly to www.rocketmortgage.ca. We have a uh, email inbox as well, support at rocketmortgage.ca. And then on an individual level, I stay very active on my LinkedIn, especially. Um, easy to find me there, Bekem Verdita, B-E-K-I-M-M-E-R-D-I-T-A is the last name. And I stay pretty active. I try to inform, talk about the market talk about what you can expect in terms of interest rates and really try to make connections for homeowners, investors, renters, whoever, anybody who's looking for information on mortgages and real estate as a whole. Bikim, thanks for joining us for On The Market and we look forward to having you back on soon. Thank you guys for having me. After the break, the REMAX Fall Housing Market Report. This is On The Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties, with today's next guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is President of Remax Canada, Christopher Alexander. Christopher, welcome back to On the Market. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to talk to you. Christopher, the fall market uh, update just came out from Remax Canada and uh, some really interesting news in there. Tell us a little bit about what your findings were across the country. Well, for starters, York Region is looking really good. And it's one of the the few that we believe is going to have further appreciation to round out the year. I mean, not much, but, but uh, better than pulling the other direction. Right. Really what we're seeing, though, uh, on the whole is 
you're going to have pockets of the country, pockets of each province that perform well and others that retract marginally. I think we've seen over the balance of the last, you know, four or five months since the last, or since rates started to rise again, you've seen that pause, especially from the millennial and Gen Z group. And they seem to be as concerned about lack of inventory versus interest rates. But you couple those two together and we're just going to have a softer market conditions going forward. And Christopher, let's, Let's talk about Ontario in general terms, and then we'll drill down into York Region. What can you tell us about what's happening in this province in terms of the average price, for example? Well, similar to the national picture, you've got you know good cohort in southern Ontario that's probably going to go up by between two and five percent, and then you'll have some that will retract by by about the same. And you know, inventory is still a big challenge. I think you, you've got a lot of reluctant sellers as much as you do would-be home buyers because they're looking at their incredible interest rate that most of them have if they bought uh, you know, more than 18 months ago. And then they look at what it's going to cost them to move up or even downsize in some cases and they're really being particular about pulling the trigger on anything. And so that's causing uh, further tightening of inventory. And also the, the pent up demand that we're seeing because people were waiting for this announcement that we heard earlier this week on Wednesday from the bank of Canada, that the rate was going to be held. And do you think that's going to spur some activity over the, the fall period? Because it's almost like a, sigh of relief for a lot of buyers that were sitting on the sidelines thinking, well, I'm not going to buy right now because if the rate goes up again, my qualifications are going to change. But now that that rate has been held, do you see a little bit more demand hitting the market and and possibly because of that, more sellers going on the market? Well, we certainly saw that in the spring when the bank paused. We had a flurry of activity. I mean, albeit rates have gone up about 75 points since then. So that took took the wind out of the sales for a lot of people. But I think absolutely, especially over the $3 million mark, if you're in the city of Toronto because of the pending land transfer tax increase over that price point, uh, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of activity in that segment, people trying to get ahead of that. And, you know, you mentioned it also, confidence and stability is really the key here. More and more economists and even the, uh, Premier of Ontario and BC calling for the Bank of Canada to stand firm, not just on this cycle, but on the next one as well. And I think once we get some stability, we will have more and more activity as buyers uh, get more confidence with where the Bank of Canada is heading. Beyond the confidence, you know, we obviously have a housing supply shortage in almost every market across the country. And that's not a quick or easy fix. What do you think will happen right now, and what do we do as consumers? Well, in the short term, there's no real solution. Long term, there's more and more talk of collaboration between three levels of government, so municipal, provincial, and federal. And the more people I talk to in the private sector, developers, builders, 
planners, they all point to that being the only solution is a three level of government strategy. And that seems to be taking hold. So uh, CMHC said Ontario alone needs about 1.5 million homes by 2030. We are well behind schedule. I, I think probably the best solution is to find ways to incentivize purpose-built development, more rentals, more affordable housing, so that it's actually profitable for development companies to build them. Because right now, it's so difficult to get approvals for one and turn a profit the way prices have gone and supply chain issues and inflation and all those things. So actually seen a retraction in housing starts. And when we're looking at some of the price declines that were mentioned in the report, how much do you attribute the shift in the mix? And, and I mean, especially in York region, we saw a lot of the semi-detached or townhomes selling rather than detached from a few years ago, and that contributed to the price decrease that's happened. But as consumer confidence sets in and we start to sell more of the higher-end items because of stability in the rates, how do you see prices faring for the rest of the year? That's a great point that you bring up because I forget what the exact number was, but I was looking at data several months ago and essentially the vast majority of homes that were selling were under a million dollars in Ontario. And so that painted a picture of a lower average which is true, except IN isn't selling, as you mentioned. It, it'll bring the average down. Right. So I think, yeah, the stability is what you need. It is exorbitantly more expensive to buy and carry a home today than it was 18 months ago. I think a lot of buyers have realized that. They're getting more comfortable with it. However, you know, when you're seeing consistent rate increases, it'll give anybody pause because it, it's not hard to correlate between that and price reductions because of affordability. And so now that we've got some stability, I think if we get another hold in, in October, that'll really give people confidence. But uh, at this stage, we'll take what we can get. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, York Region is among the many areas in the province anticipating an increase. I guess that means it's a seller's market. If so, what do you say to the buyers out there? Just patience is going to be the name of the game. And but if you see the opportunity that for a home that meets your needs, meets the needs of your family, or whatever your situation is, go for it as long as it's you're not overextending yourself and can withstand some some chops, so to speak. If uh, if you know there's there's further softening in the marketplace, but I think now, as you mentioned, there's pent up demand, and you can't put your plans on hold forever. I mean, just situational demand. People, babies, getting married, divorce, deaths, all of those situations are outpacing current demand in most markets in Canada. And so, you know, I think we took the bulk of our correction last year and 
you know, we don't have much further to go in either direction, in my opinion. And when you consider what the pandemic rates were, we're never going to get back there and we're never going to stay at the 6 7% mark. We're probably going to fit in over the next year or two into that 4 or 5% mark, which is fairly normal for interest rates. We're hearing that people are taking one and two year mortgages just to get them through this little hiccup or, or this little rate hike period. Do you think that's the right strategy to to go out and buy the house that you love and just go with a one or two year mortgage to get you through? It depends. I mean, it's risky. You know, we also forget that we're at the mercy of the U.S. in a lot of ways, too. And so their inflation is not necessarily under control yet. Their economy is still growing. Ours is now retracted. And if they raise rates over the fall, we're probably going to have to follow suit to protect our dollar. And so that's a wild card that people should consider. And, you know, one to two years, it all depends what your tolerance for risk is. It's a riskier move than, than having the certainty of a three, four or five year mortgage. True. Christopher, if people want to read more about the Remax Fall Housing Report, where can they find it? Blog.remax.ca blog.remax.ca. Christopher, thanks so much for joining us once again. Thanks, Asif. Great to talk to you. You too, Tina. Take care. Take care, Christopher. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next. And we begin with Marina from Richmond Hill. She is looking to rent a one- or two-bedroom home in Durham region. She's unfamiliar with the area, but is more concerned about rental scams, especially with limited availability of properties and some landlords even requesting an e-transfer to simply view the space. Asif, what are your tips to avoid being duped? Well, tip number one would be never e-transfer anyone mm. before viewing the space because you don't know where that e-transfer is going. It's it's gone. It's instant, and you're likely not going to recover it. There's uh, any of the places that have been listed on, uh, if you find it on Realtor.ca or the, the Toronto MLS, they're not going to ask you for money up front. You're going to be able to view it. And although it is very competitive out there, I don't think there's uh, any reason to be submitting a fee to go and view the place. And so I think, you know, she brings up a good point in terms of there is so much competition for rental properties these days. And those renters are feeling desperate. They're under the gun. They're feeling the pressure. So I could see someone just saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to e-transfer the money and I'm going to lock this place down. What's your advice? Well, and that's what the scammers focus on. It's the desperation in people, mm -hmm. and they know that they have a captive audience that they can market to right now, and they're making a lot of money on it. So you have to be very careful. Make sure, you know, if you can, use a realtor that's going to look out for your best interest. And that way, when you submit a deposit, it's going into a trust account, and it's going to be held in trust until you move into your place. So there's no e-transfers involved. There's no cash involved. 
Um, but at, you know that you're, you've got peace of mind that even though it may take you a little bit longer to find the right place, at least it is a legitimate place that you're going to be able to move into. Are you familiar with these types of situations where landlords or whoever it is out there just taking someone for a ride? Yeah, we've we've heard of these scams where people will take e-transfers and uh, say that you can move in next month and uh, the tenant overstays and they say, oh, now you can move in next month. And even with parking spots, we, we've heard of scams like this. So it is common out there and a lot of people get taken with something like this. You just have to protect yourself the best you can by going through the proper channels to get your spaces. These scammers will hide out on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace, and that's where they're going to get their captive audience. But it's very unlikely that uh, they're going to go through the MLS and deal with the realtor because the money gets held in trust and they can't have access to it until you move in. And once you've done that e-transfer, it's pretty much done. It's pretty much gone. It's, uh, you know, uh, we, we had a situation where we went to the police and said this money was e-transferred and even the bank says that's it's gone we can't really do anything a lot of these people have fake email addresses and they they close them as soon as your e-transfer comes in so it's really hard to track so anyone that's looking for cash or an e-transfer you have to be very very wary of that situation next question jeff from markham is asking for your opinion on co-ownership this option certainly makes things more affordable but are there issues which should which could come up down the road there's that that certainly is a great option and and we saw that starting in bc and now it's coming uh, throughout the country and and even in the states they have co-ownership models the thing that you want to do is talk to a lawyer prior to going into these co-ownership scenarios and make sure that you have an exit strategy and by that i mean if things don't work out, how does it get split up? Do you have to buy the other person out? Is Are you going to have to sell the place and then start from ground zero again? So there's a lot of different questions that you want to ask and have them answered by the lawyer in order to put the agreements in place that is going to give you an easy out when you need it. So this is not a situation or an agreement that you should head into lightly. No, especially because, you know, if um, we, we've had situations where... Two brothers have purchased a property and then one's getting married. So then what happens? We've had friends go into properties together and then one decides to move away to go to school somewhere else. So there's so many things that can happen and you want to address the exit part of it when you're addressing the entrance part of it. As a reminder, if you have questions for On The Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? They can always get me on X, a former Twitter, uh, and it's at Remax All-Star, or they can just call me at 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.